Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Quick message here. This is from Jeff Blair, who apparently is box office poison. Um, He says, I know I heartily laughed at New York City's freak out over the Canadian forest fire smog. Because let's face it, everybody likes to laugh in New York City. That'll never change. But it hit Chicago on Sunday. It is god-awful, and now we have a nationwide war coalition to finally eliminate Quebec. So I'm on I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, all righty, so a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth among the racist, the racists in America today that really, really, really want to keep discriminating. Um, and... The uh, president just gave some remarks that uh, some of them not so true. I'm sure the CNN and Washington Post and New York Times fact checkers will get right on these claims. Um, I did find it very interesting when asked at the very end, a reporter shouts out, is this a rogue court? And Biden replies, it's not a normal court. So a ruling that says racial discrimination is unconstitutional, that makes the Supreme Court not a normal court. So, what, all the previous courts, the normal position for the courts is to say it is okay to discriminate based on people's race? That it is constitutional to do so, even though the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause right there, you got all these other laws, non-discrimination laws and such, yeah, it's interesting. This is, you know, he says, we won't let this break us. Like, again, it's this, and maybe they'll, maybe they turn it into a Dobbs-like reaction to, you know, to stoke the, the flames of outrage in order to get a better position in the upcoming election cycle. That's possible. That's absolutely possible. But I think there are a lot of people that really do view others of different racial categories in a paternalistic, condescending, prejudicial, and yeah, kind of racist sort of way. Because at the heart of it, and look, this is these are not my arguments. I didn't come up with these arguments. These are, well, here you go. This is from, gosh, I don't even know how long ago. I think that's Arlen Specter, or it's Orrin Hatch, but he's so young, I, I can't, like, I can't tell them. I think it's Hatch. Guy's got hair, and it's like dark brown but he's in some senate hearing and he's interview they're uh, they're talking about affirmative action and they got thomas soul in there and you know gaston county native award-winning economist brilliant guy brilliant guy and they've got him in this hearing and they're talking about affirmative action work has said he prefers the original non-discrimination concept of affirmative action this means that he would permit the uh, and would actively permit uh, active recruitment of uh, recruitment of qualified minorities, among other things. The alternative, as you know, is some form of mandatory proportional representation for minorities or quotas, to put it in one word. Now, you, do you believe that mandatory 
proportional representation benefits minorities. No, in fact, I think one of the great handicaps that uh, blacks and other minorities face across the country is that they are systematically mismatched with universities in the admissions process. That is, if, if Harvard feels that it must have X percent of blacks, and if the pool is such that they can't get X percent of blacks at the same level as the rest of the Harvard students, they're going to take those blacks who would have succeeded in some state university and bring them to Harvard where many of them will fail. Or MIT is a better example that the average black student at MIT is in the bottom 10% of M MIT students in math. But he is in the top 90% of all American students in math because MIT students are so phenomenal in mathematics. Something like one fourth of all the black students going to MIT do not graduate. You're talking about a pool of people who scored the 90th percentile in math whom you are artificially turning into failures by mismatching them with the school. Back in the, much earlier, you had a great increase of blacks in the universities through the GI Bill. You had nothing like that kind of attrition from that process because the, the student went wherever he could be accepted, wherever he met the normal standards, and the government simply paid the money. There you go. Now, you heard the president maybe in the last segment there with his speech, which, by the way, I don't, you know me, I don't give Joe Biden a lot of praise or thanks very often. So let me take this opportunity to do it after that speech. I appreciate, I am thankful that Joe Biden started that speech like 20 minutes late, right as I was coming out of break, and finished it right as we were going into the, uh, the, the closing music. I mean, he timed it. Perfectly. Producer Chris Farrell said, it's like he's working for us. To which I said, he is our servant, which makes sense, right? So, uh, thank you, Joe Biden. Appreciate that solid you did for us. I didn't have to, like, push out any commercials or break away. We got to hear the whole statement. But there were some, you know, I mean, it's Joe Biden, so of course he's going to say some stupid things. Um, he, he sets up this new standard where they're going to essentially... They're going to create a new criteria. He's urging colleges to create a new criteria, and it's going to be called, for lack of a better term, grit. Overcoming adversity. So you, you could totally look at students and, and pick one over the other based on their ability or their history, right, uh, overcoming adversity. How much grit and determination they may have exhibited before they showed up at your door wanting to get an education and explore their sexuality at college. So, you know, where did they go to high school? What neighborhoods did they live in? Wink, wink. Did they face any discrimination for any reason whatsoever? And so what is it that he's outlining? And by the way, I've heard this, uh, this idea in different, uh, expressed in different ways over the course of the last uh, few hours here. Uh, but my take on what he just described, these are victim essays. That's what colleges are going to have you start writing about. And kids are going to know pretty quick, oh, if I write about, you know, this terrible thing that happened to me and how I overcame it, then I'm going to have a better shot. So what are you, in, uh, what are you inducing? What are you incentivizing? Rumination in your victimhood. This, this is a terrible idea. I mean... Why not ask for people's aspirations? But they, and if they want to work stuff in, they're, they're going to do so. But you're going to start awarding points now for people to 
talk about all of this adversity in their life. Now, maybe you'll get even more points for saying that has not defined me. I am now, you know, moving on or something. But the people who are who are reading these essays, they're going to be able to determine, I think, pretty well whether or not this person is, you know, one of the the quotas that we need to hit based on what they wrote in the essay. Now, I wonder also, are people going to start um, writing stuff in the essays that might not be true? Maybe a little bit of embellishment about all, I mean, all the hardships that they've overcome. By the way, I like the idea also that wealthy people and wealthy kids, like they, that they don't have any hardship. I'm not saying they all do, but I'm not, but I will say they all, they all don't. Right, people suffer hardship in every single income bracket for various reasons, right? Health problems, that sort of thing. I mean, think about that. You could end up giving the 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 son of a millionaire access to one of these colleges based on the fact that he wrote about how his mom died and this tells this this, you know, really sad story, but then has this moment of redemption at the end and oh my gosh, he just got admitted. Dang it, he's white. Or uh, that's not even the big one. The big one, Asian. It's true. The real, the, the people, the as a category, the people who have been discriminated the most against in all of these admission processes, uh, Asian Americans. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, so a lot of reaction pouring in, and um, I'm looking for... uh, Lots of other reactions as well. And people are, you know, basically taking it as well as we expected they would. Um, Like that person, I I still don't know to this day, was that a guy or a gal that was on the sidewalk at the inauguration screaming to the skies while on their knees when Trump was inaugurated? That's basically been the reaction (laughs) from... From the left and the media, but I repeat myself, um, the Supreme Court on Thursday today struck down affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be a factor and forcing institutions of higher education to look for new ways to discriminate. I'm sorry, to achieve diverse student bodies. Right. Associated Press reporting the court's conservative majority overturned admissions plans at Harvard and UNC. Chapel Hill, the nation's oldest private and public colleges, respectively. Chief Justice John Roberts, uh, he wrote the majority opinion, but the dis, uh, or the concurring opinion by Clarence Thomas was straight fire, from what I have been gathering. Um, Roberts' opinion says that uh, for too long, universities have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history 
does not tolerate that choice. So this is why Biden comes along and says, hey, (laughs) and then he added that I've got a test that you can do, the grit test, where uh, you can overcome adversity. You maybe do like essays, talk about all the challenges you overcame, these sort of victim essays, and that's the end run around. I learned this when Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools was released from its court-ordered busing. And now they had to start assigning students differently instead of just based solely on the color of their skin. And they would bust these kids from one neighborhood over here, and then they would take the kids from over here and bust them back over there to try to racially balance all of the schools. And when the courts finally, the federal courts finally said, you're not racist anymore, you don't have to abide by this, this order is now vacated. And CMS was like, no, no, we, we are, we are, we're totally racist still. And the court's like, we know we don't believe you. Stop. Like, the majority of your school board's black, so no. So they release them, and what do CMS board members try to start doing? Find surrogate or proxy data points in order to continue to bus kids. You, there's, CMS is still dealing with the fallout of this, right? The last time they just did this big, uh, you know, the re, rezoning for the, um, for, the, for the high schools and middle schools and stuff, all of those decisions that were made decades ago, right, they're still, I mean, the, the buildings were built where they were built because they may have been halfway between white areas and black areas, and that was convenient to bus kids to, right? So these zoning patterns, housing patterns, all of this stuff. I know it sounds almost like systemic institutional racism and such. So he says, all right, well, do the diversity thing, use this, and this will align, or not the diversity thing, the, uh, the grit test, these the victim essays. You're gonna, you can use that, and that would align with what Chief Justice Roberts says, that they've concluded that identity is more important, is based on the color of, the, of your skin, not the challenges bested, skills built, and lessons learned, right? What else? Justice Clarence Thomas, the nation's second black justice, who had long called for an end to affirmative action, wrote separately that the decision, quote, sees the university's admissions policies for what they are, rudderless, race-based preferences designed to ensure a particular racial mix in their entering classes. Now, Joe Biden said, that's not true. You, you, you take all of them, they, they judge them all on their merit, and then they put them in a pool, and then they pick race. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. I thought you were just like uh, looking at the uh, applications that come in like, okay, white, yes, uh, uh, white, no, uh, Asian, no, black, yes, black, yes, white, no, Asian, no, Asian, no, Asian, no. I thought you were doing it like that. But oh, oh, no, you you set a a bar first that they had to get over and that there was some level of, of merit there. And now they're in the pool. And then you looked at their race. I see. That's different, right? Well, the court didn't think so. The majority, at least, didn't think so. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will 
will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. All right, so the U.S. Supreme Court today, as Clarence Thomas wrote in his concurrence, overruled affirmative action said it is unconstitutional, overruled, I think it was the Grutter case is the original one, but overruled it, said you cannot discriminate even to make up for discrimination, right? That's not the remedy. The Constitution's Equal Protection Clause in the 14th Amendment does not allow for racial discrimination of any kind. And so you're doing it, UNC Chapel Hill, and you're doing it Harvard, public and private colleges, you can't do it. And the ones, the 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 class that was actually hurt the most were Asian Americans because they test so well, so high, they perform so much better that, I mean, Harvard would, I don't know, 90% Asian pop student population if it was just based on test scores. I don't know. Uh, so I'll give you some of the highlights here, but also taking your reaction, your commentary as well. You can send it to Pete at the Pete Callender show.com or 704 570 1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. And that's where we go now. Over to Tony. Welcome to the program. How you doing, Tony? Yeah, I was asking your um, gentleman that answered the phone. Uh, where did it, what? What was the affirmative action? What? What was? What was the beginning of that? What, why was it initiated within the universities? Do you know the answer to that? No, I'm asking. It, it was in order to boost uh, the number of uh, of students enrolled that were black. Why was that done, though? You really don't know the answer to this? Okay, well, um... Just no, make... No, t- t- Tony, how about just make your make your assertion, whatever, like, what, what's your... Like, make your case, just make a statement, rather than... I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it, was, it, it was based on uh, discriminatory practices of those universities, I'm assuming. Right, well, yeah, and uh, so, that, yeah, slavery and then... Yeah, slavery and then Jim Crow uh, segregation laws and, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay, is that it? Oh, you went out on me. Oh. Oh, I, I'm still here. I think that might be okay. your cell phone that went out. I mean, okay. just if we're being legit here. Like, I think it's not, I haven't done anything. So. All right. Probably so. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, so slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, right? These were the reasons why they needed to boost... Or that's why they passed the laws, right? To boost enrollment. Well, 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 no, no. I thought it was based because of, of discriminatory practices, not just to boost the number or to ha- allow those students to be able to get an education there. It was because they couldn't get an education right. there before, right? It was, right. It's to write the yeah. It's to write the past okay, injustices. Okay well, just, okay. well, you can. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta use direct correct terminology on that because I literally said discriminate. I literally said discrimination. But okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So. 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 Therefore, the, now the majority community that based everything on race now wants to deny race as being a factor. Well, the the U.S. Constitution was amended, right, with the Fourteenth Amendment, granting yeah, equal protection. That. And so, I understand that. Right. I understand so. That. Right. So is your belief then that the answer to or the solution or the remedy for past discrimination is current discrimination? Do I believe that uh, the remedy for past discrimination is 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 current discrimination? Yeah. 
No, no, I believe the remedy is going to be reparations. That's going to be the remedy. But, but, uh, but, 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 uh, no, I, I don't think that anybody should be discriminated against. All right, so you support the opinion. Do I support the opinion of the Supreme Court? Yeah. That, that, that race should not be a factor in allowing students uh, an educational institution. Right, to use it as a, a discriminatory factor, yeah. Okay, okay, well, let me ask you this. How many years did that institution use race as a discriminatory factor uh, by not allowing blacks to be admitted to those institutions? How many years? Did that occur? I don't, I don't know the history of Harvard or UNC Chapel Hill in that regard, but I would just venture to guess probably like 150 so, years. Yeah. Okay, so therefore I would do that 100, after the 150 years. Okay. Then okay, we'll eliminate it. All right, all right. So, so when I asked you if you believe current discri- the, the remedy for past discrimination is to discriminate now, and you said you didn't agree with that, but you actually do. So you, you are okay no, discriminating. No, 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 I didn't, I, no, I didn't say anybody should be discriminated against. I don't think that uh, because you allow a percentage of blacks uh, that are qualified uh, uh, for admissions to have um, affirmative action based on past experiences, I don't think that's discriminated against anybody else because they're not the majority of that of that particular class, are they? No, and, well, and no, you sure, but no, no, no. Sure, and I'm quite sure it's only a limited amount of of. Uh, of seats that are available for that particular practice, I'm sure. Right. So there was an entire court case that was literally just decided and opinion released today that looked at all of these things, right? So if you don't know the details... That doesn't mean the court was right because they looked at it and they made a... And they made a... uh, uh, um, What do you call it? A ruling. A ruling. They issued an opinion. They issued their ruling, yeah. They issued an opinion. That doesn't mean that it was correct. Because yeah, they did that. that's but, not what I was going to say, though, Tony. Yeah, that's not what I was going to say. I said that okay. there's. I said there was an entire trial court case worked its way through, you know, multiple court systems where all of right. these uh, all of these questions that you're asking were examined, right? So if you are looking for answers to these specific questions, you can go through and look at the evidence that was compiled and presented, and it actually it, it shows contrary to what y- you believe, it shows that. Race was a factor, and it was a deciding factor to the point where people who were not scoring at the higher levels were getting more chances to get approved for admission based on the color of their skin to the detriment of particularly Asians. So like, that's, that, that was what came out in the court, and, and what the schools were arguing was that we should be able to do that. That's your, that's your interpretation of what came out, right? Well, what's yours? I haven't read it. Oh, so so you're going to say that? Okay, so you don't know what I'm saying to be true or not, but you just want to believe that it's not. No, I'm just going on. I'm I'm basing it on what you're saying, and I'm I'm listening to you carefully, and I and I know that you're rendering uh, partly your opinion on that because you haven't. I don't know if you read uh, the case or not. I don't. I'm not sure, but I think you're speculating on things that you've heard uh, and so on and so forth. But but the thing about it is this: is that is that no one ever wants to right the wrongs uh, uh, of this country's sin against black folks. So, and, and the thing about it is, though, if you guys are Christians, which uh, I'm quite sure that you spouse that you are, you ought to read that Bible carefully, because definitely, definitely, America is going to have to pay a penalty for this. And so, and so, and so, you know... Why do you think, do you think America hasn't? 
No, of course not. Why not? Absolutely. Why not? Because it, it says it hasn't. The uh, only thing you have to do is read the Bible, buddy. No, it definitely has not paid a penalty. Absolutely not. Not even close. And so... What, was, so, what, what does the penalty look like? It's not good. What is it? I mean, it, it's like this. You know when you owe federal government money, the IRS... I'm not asking for analogies. I'm asking what the penalty right. should be, Tony, for America. What does it look like? What is the? Oh, I can't. I can't render that. Uh, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not God. I can't render that. I can't tell you what God's. What I can't. All right. That. Okay. Well, then, what's the point of this line of questioning? I appreciate the uh, call, Tony. I do enjoy talking to you. I just I get frustrated because like you make assertions and then I ask for a detail and then you 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 kick it off to somebody else. I got a message here. Each university will have to own a gritometer to measure each applicant. Or maybe it's a gritometer. I like it. I like the idea. Ooh, I wonder if anybody has patented this. We could come up with a gritometer. It measures a student's grit. And then they get a grit score. I mean, it would be all certified and everything, of course. You know, regular inspections and such. I'm thinking something with, like, forceps or pincers or something, you know, that could, like, I don't know. You just like put it on the, the kid and you met, or maybe just put it on the, the application and you would just like put it on it or may, ooh, like, or it's like a scanner. Somebody else called in and said, what about uh, these victim essays um, that colleges will probably move to adopt and, and make no mistake, colleges will continue to try to work around this ruling. And um, like, like they did with the gun stuff, right? With the Heller decision Right. They 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 try to find ways around the law that they don't like. And so I expect colleges to continue to try to do the same thing with this. Uh, But I think John called in and said, well, what about when chat GPT starts writing this stuff? Right. The AI chat bots and stuff. Right. Those things are being programmed with, you know, progressive ideology. And so why wouldn't. Yeah. Why why wouldn't chat GPT or GPS is a GPT? Yeah, GPT. Chat GPS is the one for your vehicles, I believe. Um, Mega American Pitbull says, I find it disingenuous of Tony to invoke the Bible. Does not the Bible teach us to forgive and turn the other cheek? Does not the Bible teach us that vengeance is the purview of the Lord, not man? When the argument is lost, invoke the Bible. Um, CBS, I think, or CBAS, uh, I don't know how you can enjoy having a conversation with Sean, a.k.a. Tony. Is it because he is smug and repressed at the same time? It is an interesting combination. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ikifu says, Pete, you almost had him. Uh, well, no, I mean, I asked him that question. The question is, is the remedy for past discrimination current discrimination? And that's not... My framing of the argument, I didn't come up with that. That's Ibram X. Kendi. That's the anti-racism guy. And so in order to remedy the past discrimination, we must engage in discrimination now until it's equal somehow, until the price is paid. Forgiveness is not, right, forgiveness is not allowed. And, and that's why I asked Tony, like, what is the price America must pay? And he wouldn't answer. He didn't have an idea. He kicks it off to somebody else to answer that question. Oh, that's for someone else to decide. 
But he knows that it hasn't paid a price. That's why I asked him first, what's like, how do you know America hasn't paid a price? If you don't even know what the price is, how do you know it's been paid or not? But like most things, when it comes to people of the left, the only answer is more, 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 right? When it comes to funding, government intervention, programs and services, abortions, <laughs> it's just more, more, more. That's the only answer. What's the, well, what is the optimal teacher pay? Just more. What is the optimal per pupil expense? More, right? It's always more. Um, got a couple more messages here. This was from, uh, why is Joe Biden disrespecting our institutions? B-Hawk mom says he is threatening democracy. Have I done that correctly? <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, we'll pick it up after the news. Thank <laughs> you. 